Hello and welcome to a new episode of Tempo. I am Julie Tonke, a music reporter here at the Tennessean. Uh, we have some really great special guests today. They're the two-time International Bluegrass Music Association Entertainers of the Year. Um, got a great new record out called In the Ground. They're Yankee fans. We don't hold it against <laughs> them um, since 2009, right? That, yeah, that's it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so welcome the Gibson brothers, Eric and Lee. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's Lee and Eric. No, it's Eric and Lee. <laughs> Has a better ring. You're the older one, right, exactly. Eric? Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. So, how are you guys? I'm I'm well. Yourself? Not too bad. Better now that you guys are here. Um, it's nice to come to this beautiful city, and when it's warm, yeah, it's frigid in the north. <laughs> I, you were just telling us that you're basically from uh, Winterfell in Game of Thrones. That's yes. like where you live. Pretty north of Winterfell. <laughs> So I just assume there's like lots of beheadings and well, nice zombies. Well, we have we have one wildling in the band, and he, he <laughs> plays bass. He plays bass, but we're glad to have him. Awesome! So this great new record in the ground. It's your first album of all originals. Yes. Yes, it is. We've uh, we've always written. You know, it's kind of been part of what what's made us want to make music is is the writing into things. But we never put together a record of all original material before, and. Uh, the previous record, Brotherhood, that we put out on Rounder Records, was a tribute to brother acts that came before us in, in bluegrass or old-time country or rock and roll. We just covered a bunch of brother acts, didn't write a thing, and uh, Eric and I were talking about what, what do we want to do for the next record, and we decided, well, let's not put one out until we write the whole thing. Brotherhood was great. I mean, you got some dummy to write the liner notes. But. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great yeah, though. She was a piece of work. Right. Thank you for that again. Yeah, thank you. So, um, how many of these songs were? Did you write specifically for the album? Were they stuff you had like laying around? Both. I mean, we we have one song on there that the lead off track "Highway" that I started 17, 18 years ago, and uh, we always every t- Lee tells a story about you know every time we get to it became time to do another album. Say, what about Highway? And I said, well, I don't have a third verse yet, and I don't know if it'll work. It's not done. It's not, that's not my voice. Sorry, it's not done. <laughs> it wasn't done. And yeah. um, and then finally he says, well, why don't you just send it to me, and I'll write a third verse, and I, I finished it that day. Yeah, that's all it took was the, the uh, thought of me helping. You know, Big Brother didn't want any help, so he just... Wrote it, so I pushed him into a corner and he finished it. But we co-wrote some of the songs, like "Remember Who You Are" and "Yeah." Uh, I found a church today, and several of them. We, we, yeah. And but some of them, some of them had been around for years. We just hadn't had a chance to either finish them or or, or work them up, and um, it was it was a fun process. Okay, now um, there's a there's a song I love on here. The uh, closing track, actually, in the ground, is sort of written uh, about your experiences. Uh, yeah, Lee wrote it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Multiple generation uh, farm owners, but then you guys decide to go into the lucrative uh, yes. and thriving world of bluegrass music. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, it, it was either that or sell VHS tapes. Also and <laughs> Yeah, very lucrative. Um, you know, our family settled. Uh, the, guy, the guy who started our family farm was our great-great-grandfather, Joseph Gibson. And he's a Civil War vet, um, wounded in, uh, in the conflict and... He came home and started a farm, and uh, we grew up on the same piece of ground that he started the farm. Used the same buildings, uh, so it was. There's a lot of history in, in our our life on that farm, and, and um, you know we were direct descendants of his, bearing the Gibson name. But by the time we uh, got old enough 
to start thinking about what we were going to do uh, with our lives, our father had made it very clear that we weren't going to be farmers. And I think you can attribute a lot of that uh, decision on his part was the fact that when you start a dairy farm in the 1860s, you can't always see into the future generations ahead to see what the, the soil is like. Everything changes. And um, unfortunately, it was just too hard a life in that sort of part of the world because of climate and soil. Um, even when the, the everything is perfect in dairy farming, it's still a very hard life. And he had told us we weren't going to be farmers. You know, he didn't say we weren't going to work through our teenage years to help him on the farm, but we weren't going to always do it. And uh, as we travel around the country, we notice more and more uh, that there are fewer family farms the size we grew up on. We had you know, it was enough. It was it was enough work to keep one man very busy with his two boys, um, but not uh, not didn't require a hired hand. He didn't have to employ anybody. Um, Child other than, labor is the best labor, I'm told. Well, I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, you know, we we've seen these farms, and and uh, I don't know. One day, I just was talking to our agent and uh, talking about farming, and he he spoke of. Uh, his his roots were in. He said, talking about his fa- family back in Georgia, an uncle of his. Uh, he said, I didn't farm, but my roots are in that ground. And I just went back to my room in the hotel we were staying at, and got thinking about the ground, and just what came out was in the ground. Right on. Yeah, there's a great picture. Is this? Um, there's a there's a photo on the on the CD cover. Is that your guys' farm, or is it some other? Actually, that's the farm. Uh, that's my, one of my dad's best friends. Uh, that's the farm next door because. Uh, I don't. We were just going around to different farms, taking pictures in the area, and that this, you know, we took pictures on uh, several different farms, um, including uh, parts of the one we grew up on. But this is that photo just kind of turned out the best. It's a guy named Stacy Felch had a farm. He uh, that that farm probably was there almost as long, or if not uh, the same length of time as the Gibsons. Uh, the family was called the Spores, and they. Where they settled, they cleared the land. They pioneered it. It was all just woods and stuff. And so the Spore family has been there with uh, the Gibsons and the Moors and the Culligans uh, in that little part of the world. I wore that jacket on the farm, that blue jacket, yep, that frock coat. Yeah, that's mine. Awesome. So did you guys... We, we fight over that. <laughs> oh, that's, it's that's... at my house. Yes. You share it like a Steinbeck family, <laughs> yes. basically. Yes, yes, yeah. It's your day to wear the coat, Eric. Well, some families <laughs> exactly. collect steins for the mantle. We we collect barn coats. Of course. And uh, speaking of, of child labor, Eric, your your son Kelly is a musician as well, right? He See? loves it. And yeah. uh, he's got a little bit of presence on this record too. He does. He he has his first uh, he has his first cut. <laughs> I'm very proud of him. Um, well, we ended up co-writing a song with him. He had he had started a song, had a great melody, and um, and he wrote some of the lyrics too. But he, he wasn't, he was kind of at a standstill, and uh, I was kind of, I, we were at our hunting camp not far from the Canadian border, and I had my guitar out, and I was messing around with that melody, and Lee said, what is that? And I said, that's something Kelly's writing, and he really liked it. And he said, you think he'd let us help him finish it? And at first, Kel, I, I went to Kelly, and I said, um, yeah, we'd like to work on that song. And he said, no. <laughs> He's a real <laughs> he, songwriter. He did want us to touch it. And... Uh, Man, and, like father, like son, huh? Yeah. It's, tr- it's true. It's true. And, yeah. and my youngest son said, well, if if you do this, it, your name will be on the record. And, and and if it gets played at all, you might make a little bit of money. He said, okay, you can work on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet that money is just pouring in. Oh, right yeah. He's, I'm going to put him through college with that. Yeah. It's yeah. like just like a Scrooge McDuck, like, pool filled with coins. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I anticipate. Yeah. 
Sounds almost as lucrative as print media right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about the hardship. <laughs> and the groupies, right? A bunch yeah. of middle-aged <laughs> men who want to talk banjo strings. That's the bluegrass groupie. That's <laughs> true. I... We love the bluegrass fans. I, I do. I do. I mean, we, this is a life we've chosen. <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys are playing Music City Roots uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, tell me, uh, is it going to be your, your first appearance on that show? Have you been on it before? No, we've done it uh, four or five times, I guess, over the years. And uh, it's. Uh, I think this is our second time since it's been at the factory. Right on. It's always nice to see Mr. Lauderdale. He is just the best guy. If you can He's draw him out of his shell and talk to him a little bit. <laughs> uh, he is just so demure uh, mm. and wardrobe and attitude. Yeah. I remember uh, the first time I saw him was at a convention. Uh, we were doing a songwriters uh, panel type thing at uh, the International Bluegrass Music Conference. And he, I watched him walk. He was standing along a wall of a big conference room. And they called his name, and I watched him walk to the microphone to speak. And I just said to Eric, "That's a star right there. He he it doesn't matter what it is. He enters the room like you're supposed to take the stage, you know. And it was pretty cool. We enter like a couple farmers. Farmer, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, oh shucks, clods falling off our boots, you know. <laughs> Can't help it. No. All right. So where else is the tour taking you uh, this this spring? Uh, well, I th- we we're going to finish up uh, this week. We're going through the Carolinas up towards D.C. and um, Going to Denver pretty soon. Yeah, next weekend we'll be in Colorado. Kind of all over the place. Awesome. So esteemed music journalist uh, Julie Tonke has compared your guys' sound <laughs> to... I've heard of her. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of a piece of work. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, uh, has compared your, your harmonies to those of the Everleys, the Leuvens. Uh Did you guys grow up listening to brother duos? Not really. Um, the first brother duo, duo we listened to, uh, I guess, would have been Jim and Jesse. We were, we were kind of, we got into bluegrass before we got into brother duets, and uh, before we even recognized what a tradition there was of brother duets in bluegrass music. Um, we just liked good harmony, and, and I, I would think, as far as our sound goes, we probably learn more about Brother Harmony from uh, Alan O'Brien and Pat Enright from the Nashville Bluegrass Band than anybody, because those were the records we listened to when we were just starting to get brave enough to sing in front of people a lot, and that would have been like our late teens. Um, so before that, you just sang for the cows, mostly? Pretty much. <laughs> we pretty sang in church quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, and we listened to Buck Owens a lot, Yeah, too. we sure did. And Buck Owens mixed his... Harmonies almost like a brother duet. He, whether he was harmonizing with himself or whether yeah. he had Don Rich with a back with a harmony with a duo, you're the, you know you're not a backup singer, and and that's the difference. You're singing the same notes that if you were singing in trio or quartet behind a lead singer, but in a duo, you the emphasis on the phrasing is just as hard hitting. You know, you're if if you want to be heard just as much as the uh, the lead singer, and uh, that's the main difference. And if I can ever get Eric to do it right, there's nothing that will stop us. Gets a hat and he gets to be a big shot. Yep. Man. Yeah. It's a good that you're not wearing a hat though. You you can't hide that hair from the world. It's national well, treasure. <laughs> Stetson hats are expensive, but I was spending way too much money on foundation for my forehead. <laughs> I figure it's all gonna even out. Over time. Over time, it'll pay for itself. <laughs> that is a pretty impressive hat. Thank you. I'm not giving it to you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is you guys have been making records together for twenty some years now. Um, 
has your process changed at all? Um, obviously, you two hate each other, I can tell. You're basically <laughs> like uh, the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. The ga- <laughs> I want to be Noel. <laughs> Which, I guess I'd have to be the one with the eyebrows grow together. You would, yeah. I think you're thinking of Bert and Ernie. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. They weren't brothers, though. No, they were just very special friends. <laughs> There's a moment when all of my podcasts just go like way off the rails, really? and I feel like we've reached I, I, that moment. We have. Oh, that's great. That's great. I have no idea what we were just talking about. We were talking about how well we get along. The process. Yes. The process of making records and how well we get along. Yeah, are you, are you guys, uh, Are you, it seems like you guys are starting to write together more now. Is that, or have you always written together? We, we also have. Yeah, I think we have. You know, it, it, uh, it's hard to write on the road. Yeah, it, We're together on the road a lot. It's hard to write on the road when you're in your hotel room last night and I'm trying to write a song and he pranks me from the next room pretending to be the front desk complaining about <laughs> so that that's it's hard to write on the road yeah well it is it's hard to listen to but you know songwriting that's not really great on the road <laughs> so we tend to wait till we have a complete song or an idea for a song and but we do write together a, a bit on the road um but you know it, it, it uh, what were we talking about dude i don't even know <laughs> i love podcasts <laughs> Yeah, well, tomorrow you're going to go on Barry Mays' show, and he's much better at this than I am. Uh, Is he? I don't know. <laughs> I've never listened to it. Hey. That's <laughs> basically what she just said. I don't oh, know. I thought you were saying that. <laughs> I think you're good. Yeah. I like this. Are we doing well? I think we're doing yeah. really well. No um, one's cursed once. I know. I'm trying really hard not to. Yeah. Uh, Eric's face just makes you want to. Well, because I know that my mom listens to it, and your mom will probably listen to she it. She will three times or more. <laughs> That's awesome. If you could just click on my stories like 15 times a piece, that would be great uh, right. as well. All right. Because I, I could use that money. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. All right. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about uh, what's uh, what's next for you guys. I'm assuming you're doing the festival circuit in the summer. Any more Nashville-adjacent uh, uh, dates? Not that I've heard uh, anything really close to Nashville. I think we're going to be in East Tennessee. I know in April we'll be at the Niswanger out in, uh, is it Greenville? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I said that right. Uh, Wouldn't know if you didn't. Okay. Well, I said it right then. Um, but I don't know about Nashville. I haven't heard anything. Uh, hopefully, I, I like Nashville. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute since you guys were in town. Yeah, it has. Um, last summer, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it changes so dramatically. Every time we come back, it's like, what? Did you get lost every yeah, time? Cause yeah, because we're only here once a year or twice a year. Well, you cut the record in Nashville, though, right? We did. We did, but we didn't come out of the studio ever. No, yeah. we really didn't. Yeah. Just, just to go back to the hotel room, we came down, how long? Nine, ten days? Nine or ten days, yeah. So yeah. you were just like mole people? Hey, that's rude. Mole people? It's <laughs> rude. Why bring a cell phone to I was podcast? hoping to get a picture of Julie slapping you. <laughs> They have a camera for that. No, oh, I, they do. Also, hey. I have really poor depth perception, so I, it might not go well. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, we we recorded it here in Nashville. We've we've done the last uh, several records here, the last ten maybe, I guess. Uh, it's a great place to record. I, if you if you want if you hear something, if you want to hear a great dobro on the on an album, there's. You know, great Dober players live here, so it's... Um, so I'm told, yeah. <laughs> that said, we used our band on almost, 
you know, mm-hmm. on almost every, on everything except for the only guest is Rob Bikes on the Dobro. We have a band that we're proud of, and uh, so. Well, they've all been with you for for a long time. Yeah. Mike Barber over there, you're, he's pretty much like the third Gibson brother, right? Yeah. Twenty four yeah. years he's been with us. That's a long and time to not kill these guys in their sleep. Lee Mike Barber. Lee wrote friend of mine, basically about I our did. friendship, which is beautiful. But then yesterday in the van, <laughs> they were kind of having a little spat, and I can't tell when it's real or not. But at one point, Mike says, "Hey, that that hurts my self esteem," and Lee says, "You don't deserve a self esteem." <laughs> But he wrote a song about him, like yeah, a loving kind of yeah. thank what you great, kind of song. Yeah, I did. So I that did. makes up for he it. He and I are kind of like those old sisters on the Waltons. Do you remember them? Mamie yeah. and... Uh, yeah. We just bicker a little bit. <laughs> I can't remember the lot. But we care for one another. You didn't watch the Waltons growing up? Did not. She's younger yeah. than we are. I'm, I'm still elderly. You, uh, you've got some I, homework to do. <laughs> Uh, I felt super old because I realized that the first Simpsons ep- episode is like 27 years ago, and I remember watching it. So 89, now, 88 or 89? Yeah, yeah, like 89. I remember college. seeing them um, it, uh, at a, uh, as like part of a movie trailer before mm-hmm. they were on TV. I was wondering, what is this? You know, it's, it's basically it was Homer choking out Bart. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad it's still on the air. It'll outlive us all, I think. <laughs> it will. Like Willie Nelson and Twinkies and Cockroaches and The Simpsons. I bought two forever. Willie Nelson t-shirts yesterday. Nice. I was a total tourist yesterday. Were you up at the the Willie Nelson yes. place? Cooters. Right? Cooters. Yeah. yeah, I went to Cooters Museum first. Cooters Museum. <laughs> and then uh, I went to the Cooter Museum. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to, uh, <laughs> to Willie's uh, place. Your mom is going to hear this. We'll never, we'll never play another gospel song. Or, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Forever changed at the Cooter Museum. (laughs) (laughs) Behind glass. Gosh. It was a good run, Eric. We had a good run. So obviously you guys are just miserable jerks, I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) Just the worst. (laughs) We are. um, You know, we we, we have fun. I mean, it's... There are a lot of things you can do in life. You know, a lot of people have fun when they're working, but... We're in, Tell me more. Th- there's no HR. We can we can be really mean to one another, and you know we never get fired because who else would do the job? This is true. You know, I, you guys, you're the only two brothers, right? There's no like extra brother you can sub in. No, 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 no. not that I know of. No, you sure? We're recruiting. We are Some brothers coming along, and like the Feinberg brothers, Zola yeah. brothers. Yeah. So maybe. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. like the cousin Oliver. <laughs> oh yeah. What show is that? That was Brady Bunch. Oh Brady Bunch. Yeah. I don't remember that. He was only like two episodes or something like that. Yeah, it's sort of like on the Dukes of Hazard when the original. Coy and Vance. Yeah, and then they got like those other like lame. What happened to Coy and Vance? They went back to Bo and Duke, right? Bo and Luke. They were together in a few episodes. Were they? I think I saw them at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot there. <laughs> so this is a podcast, huh? Is this your is this guy's first podcast? Sir, my neighbor does one, but I've never even listened to it, and nobody else has either. But <laughs> it's a cool. No one listens to this one either. I'm sure they do, but uh, what is your is this does, is this podcast like farm farming? What what does he talk about? Mostly no, his neighbor's he's, where he lives now is 
is not uh, farm country. No, I, I live down uh, near Albany, New York. Now I married a girl from down there. Down I south. Can't remember down her name. south in Albany. Down south. Yeah, it's uh, you know, the capital of New York is the towards the shores of the Erie Canal. <laughs> it's where I live. So. Do you have a mule named Sal? <laughs> <laughs> good old worker, good old pal. <laughs> I no, I don't. Well, maybe I should. Really should. Or, like, just get a cat and name it Sal. I have a dog. We there could talk go. about my dog for a long time. She has a dog. I have a dog. What kind of dog do you have? A uh, little Yorkie. I uh, think she's a Great Dane. She thinks she's a Great Dane? Yeah, so we've just let her believe it for, like, ten years. <laughs> um, you know, we don't want to break her heart now. No, I have a, a Griffon. Fancy. What, are you, the Queen of England? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you... It's... I call it a griffin, but a lot of people call them griffons when you hear them at the West, people. Okay. At the Westminster thing. Oh, the griffon. But she's hypoallergenic. She's, you know, she's seven months and probably 50-some pounds now. It's a lot of dog. I have a miniature schnauzer. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. We should have a podcast where we talk about dogs. Yeah. I feel like people would like that. Dog talk with the Gibson president. <laughs> Dog talk, yeah. Interestingly enough, I learned that uh, Charlie McCoy, obviously uh, legendary yeah. country music hall of famer, Charlie McCoy, has a cat named Nash. So I'm just so delighted by this fact that a Nashville cat owns a Nashville cat. He did um, it on purpose. I'm pretty sure he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. Uh-huh. All right. So I guess um, I have I probably my favorite song on this record is "Remember Who You Are." Uh, wow. Tell me a little bit about, about working on that song. We, we wrote that one together. Um, poor Mike Barber, he's in so many of our stories, had a terrible migraine um, on a day we had to play in North Carolina, and I was so sick. I just, that's what I remember about writing that song, is he was so sick, he was in the next room just suffering. And um, for some reason, I grabbed my guitar, and I was thinking about my dad saying that to me, remember who you are, you know, before I left for college. And... Um, just started writing the song, and Lee peeked his head into my dressing room and said, what is that? And he came in and helped me helped me write it. And we wrote most of it that day. I think we kind of tweaked it a little bit in the coming days after that. We I think we changed the chorus a little bit. But that one came together quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of it. Okay, so while he's in the next room being miserable, your your thought is to I'm gonna pull out my guitar and sing for a while. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he yeah. was actually he was in the next room. It was a, a performing arts center type place, and they had like cinder block walls that were painted. And I went into the other dressing room, and he's leaning with his head against the cold cement wall directly. He wanted to be with us, and he's, but he's just leaning with his head, forehead against that wall, and uh, you know. Brave boy, he was really sick. He did the show too. Yeah, he did the show. That's badass. I had a yeah, it is. I I had a migraine not long after that, and I as I was suffering, I just kept thinking, how did he, how did he play a show like this? He's tougher than you are. Apparently, no, absolutely. I think if I had to, I could have done it, but I don't know. All he has to do is play the bass. He doesn't have to sing or remember words and stuff. You don't either. (laughs) (laughs) No, he is tough. So, Eric, you used to be an English teacher, if I remember correctly, before you... Don't judge me. Don't judge how poorly I speak. <laughs> um, does that have any effect on your writing? Because I, I always feel that people who are, like, big readers are, are just... They, they approach writing differently. I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I do read a lot, 
and and I and I there are times when I'm reading where I'll, I'll see a line and I'll think, boy, that that would work. That would that'd be great in a song somewhere. Not that I steal, I, but um, you pay tribute. It's not stealing. Yeah, but I I don't know that lays are my process and, and or my process mm-hmm. are, are are that different. You know, our approach to writing. And mm-hmm. he wasn't an English teacher. Though he was an English major. Uh, Lee, does being illiterate affect your writing? <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, not really. Just my reading. It's cool. You write good. Yeah. You go I don't know what I'm even writing, but it's... I, a proud graduate of the Derek Zoolander School for kids who want to read good. Yeah, I saw that the other I day. Good. I read good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it helps if you read uh, just because you recognize rhythms in someone's writing. Um, there's 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 music in in the spoken word, you know, before you set music to anything. And I was trying to point that out to my son the other day, when he was writing something through the use of alliteration and you know consonants. And, You're good at assonance. <laughs> really good at that. See, he's flexing his teacher muscles right now. Yeah. Get out of here, brainiac. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, you know, and it. I think there's there's. I think it helps to answer your question to try to be serious for just one second. Sorry. Not you. I'm, it's him, <laughs> Assonant. Look it up. I don't have to look it up. There's one sitting right next Re- to me. Repetition of vowel um, sounds. I know what it is, Eric. No, you didn't. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, you, I mean, I don't need a DNA test right now to prove that you guys are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and this is pretty okay. much what your shows are like. You just give each other grief for like We don't two say hours. the word assonant, though, in our shows. That's true. Assonance. Stupid. So, is your son musical as well? Is there going to be a Gibson Brothers part two? He has two sons. I have two daughter. sons and a daughter. Yeah, and we have, you know, they all, they're all started started taking piano lessons, and unfortunately, our uh, their piano teacher passed away just before Christmas. So they're, I think they'll, you know, Jack said to me, my oldest, who's soon to be thirteen, said the other day, he said, uh, I asked him, you know, do you want to start back up, find another piano teacher, and which I wanted them to play piano because the music's all right in front of you, and I always felt like, boy, I wish I could play the piano. And uh, he said, I think I want to play guitar. Now, I don't know if that was true, or he's just trying to avoid <laughs> leaving the house to take a, a structured lesson. My daughter plays several instruments in, on the school level um, and uh, is in the chorus and plays violin and clarinet and still plays the piano. And my youngest probably seems to have the most natural sort of approach to the piano you know although he was the youngest in the the the, uh, latest two lessons i would watch him he seemed to have music in his hands already you know just you know so i think he can do it if he if he wants to but they're like every other kid in the world you know video games and you know they like to do the stuff their friends talk about so all right, so thank you so much for, for coming in and letting me just like verbally harass you guys You're for welcome. Like half an hour. Um, if we want to find you on the internet, where would we do that? Depends on what part of us you want to find. <laughs> Gibsonbrothers.com. All right. Can you cut this up and get rid of the 99% of the dumb stuff we said? No, that podcast Make can't us look good. non-edited. Well, yeah, it would have to cut out all of my stuff. It would, it would be five <laughs> seconds long. <laughs> it would just be the intro. Wait, we're rolling? <laughs> This is still sound check, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I never said test, test, so I thought, didn't think we started. Well, thanks, thank you so much for, for coming in. Uh, so stoked to hear you guys on Music City Roots. Um, how about you guys uh, play some songs for us? You have all these sure. instruments here. Sure. All right. Sure. 